Here we are with the Cover 3 Athletics podcast, our Whippeo Football weekly recap. So week zero is in the books, and boys, it feel good to be back. It is incredible to be back with high school football in Western PA, but more especially with the fans, with parents, students, friends, fans, student sections. It was it was pumping. It's again, it felt just kind of like a rebirth in a way where it had been long. Um, you know, roughly a year and a half, two years since we've got to have that. So it felt good having everyone there and just seeing it all over social media. I mean, we went to Mars, so just kind of experiencing that with their side and North Hills as a student section. It was just really cool to have. So we're doing something new this year. So our weekly coverage is going to be more so done podcast-wise and online. So instead of the old print media days where we type it up and have it all out there, we're just going to simply talk about it. So we're just going to recap everything on a weekly podcast. We're going to talk about the games, summary of what happened, top performers. And yes, we're going to try to keep it short and concise here so we don't talk anybody's heads off. So let's get started. So, of course, all non-conference games this week due to being week zero. A lot of outside of classification ma- matchups. So first of all, you had the Western PA versus everyone showcased at the Wolf Arena. Something great that the Woody High hosts as part of week's year tradition now. And one of the big games, Imhotep Charter took on Central Catholic. And this was just a, de- a defensive battle. I mean, the first half, neither team broke 50 yards of offense. Second half, really not much changed. As a match year, 46-yard field goal had tied the game in six early in the fourth quarter. As Imhotep was down 3 nothing at the half, they scored a third-quarter touchdown. And they missed a two-week conversion, so that's how the game was tied at six. But then Central got a stop. They were moving towards midfield, but then they fumbled a snap. Imhotep... Recovered capitalized with a late nine yard run. They failed on the conversion, but then the Vikings couldn't get any more offense to go. Brightside, sophomore Peyton Ware makes his return for them at quarterback. But a hard fought defensive game, which saw Devin Barron lay an absolute stick on somebody from Imhotep. But Imhotep gets the win 12 6. Of course, we'll start with classes 5A, 6A, and 4A first, and we'll work our way through the Whippy. We'll just kind of clarify where we're going. Then the old neighborhood rivalry, Mount Lebanon taking on Bethel Park. And, well, this one really, you know, really wasn't a whole lot to it. As the Blue Devils jumped out to a 14-0 lead, Joey Daniels hit Mike Berensdorf for a 37-yard touchdown. Eli Heinrich had a 16-yard run. And then third quarter, it was Daniels to Heinrich, 37 yards for the tutty. Jack Smith, kind of the do-it-all player for Mount Lebanon, had an 8-yard run. 28-0 the final clockwork for the Blue Devils. As Joey Daniels threw for 137 yards. Alex Texca ran for 76 yards. And Matt Lebanon held both the pork to 43 on the ground. Outgained them 309 to 188 for the game. So again, Matt Lebanon absolutely cruising there. And again, it's all stuff from Bethel Park. Not what you wanted for a team that was young last year. Coming back this year, felt like they had a lot going for them. Not what you wanted. Canamac and Trinity, the Big Macs roll 48-0. It was 27-0 at the half, and then 21-point third quarter iced the game. Ryan Angott, he scored two rushing touchdowns. Then he had a 31-yard catcher on from Mike Emmons, who also hit Deuce Lyons for a 31-yard score and had a one-yard keeper in the first quarter. And then Evans actually found Ben Arsa, who he, he beat out for the QB job on a 15-yard pass to close out the scoring in the third so easy work there. As Angott finished with 162 yards on the ground. Evans goes 9-12 for 175. 
So I think an impressive start for them is something they try to do this year. Then Hempfield beat Greensburg Salem 29-14. But the Spartans had to have some comeback magic late. As Hayden Teska found Cody Rokeberg 15 yards for a touchdown early on. Hempfield answered back with Dan Katonka. Took a Jake Phillips plus 67 yards of the house. But then Greensburg Salem led 14-7 after Rebrick scored another touchdown. Going into the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter was all Hemfield scoring 22 unanswered points as Gino Caesar tied with them, actually got up, made it a one point game with a one yard run. Phillips hit Ian Tufts for a 25 yard touchdown and gave them the lead. And then and then Eli B. Konsky, the Jeanette transfer, had a 35 yard pick six to ice the victory. 29 14, Hemfield rallies the win. And again, a little bit of juice maybe they can carry over later on as Phillips throws for 187 yards in the win and defeat. In defeat, though, Hayden Tesca throws for 319 yards, but he got picked off three times, including the final one that, that, that um, iced the game. And then another game that really not much was provided for, North Allegheny routes all over dice, 47-14. It was 21-0 Allen Gates, 41-7 at the half. As I'm just looking at this one. NA kind of got everyone involved as Logan Kushner scored on a 5 yard run, connected with Kyle Hutchinson for a 63-yard catch run. Tanner Potts threw a 20-yard touchdown pass. Andrew Gadlick scored on a 14-yard run. Heron Lee had a 9-yard run. Potts scored on a 3-yard run later in the half. It was kind of all over the place. But again, all the dice getting the props for taking the game. NA got everyone involved, got some guys' experience. It was kind of a win for both sides, and the fact that NA won the game was kind of... You know, not surprising. I'm trying to be polite about it, but, you know, everything kind of worked out the best it could for both sides. And here we go, the big game, Moon at Seneca Valley. And, well, Seneca Valley, the new offense, kind of some of that old Pirates and spread with Ryan LaMera company coming in with Ron Bushel. Opening drive looked great. 55 yards and 8 plays, and uh, Nolan Dorwick scored on a 20-yard run. 7 nothing Raiders, it all looked good. But Seneca Valley's offense only touched the only ran 12 plays, from that open from the second drive of the game until the fourth quarter and Moon absolutely dominated. Moon absolutely dominated in this game. As after that, I mean they just controlled the clock, they grounded and pounded and there was really no stopping them. As a second quarter, Moon rallied off twenty one points as Tyler McGowan hit Dante Dokio for three yard touchdown. Jeremiah Dean scored on a four-yard run, which gave them a 17-7 lead. A young player to watch for Sonic, Kai West, took the ensuing kickoff back 83 yards to make it a three-point game again. But again, Moon just drove right on, and Sleva, from two yards out, made it 24-14 to at the half. And Dylan Sleva scored again early in the third to make it 31-14. And then Ryan Hayes punched it in early in the fourth. And then Graham Hancock's threw a late touchdown when it was out of reach. Moon cruises 38-21. to in this one, as Seneca Valley had a couple of bad turnovers that stalled or hurt, they also had some early penalties issues that didn't help. But again, Moon just flat out was physically dominated. As the running game, Dylan Sleever ran for 116, Jeremiah Dina had 95 on the ground. I'm um, looking at the notes I have here. Moon ran for 324 yards and gained 25 first downs in this game. Seneca Valley, and likewise, they finished with 164 total yards of offense, just 69 rushing. So, 
Moon, absolutely dominant and a really good showing for them. Of course, Seneca Valley, they'll get it going. They're a younger team, new offensive scheme. It's a, it's obviously a high-tempo pace. So that's the goal, so it's going to take some time. But again, I mean, a lot of excitement for Moon. So let's go then. Pierce Township destroys Fox Chapel 37-0. Of course, the Indians trying to make it to the Whitfield title game for the third year in a row. Maybe trying to break through for the first time in their history. Well, they started strong. 35-0 halftime lead. As they... As they Held Fox Chapel to four first downs in the game. Well, they had 17. Peters outgained them 263 to 52 on the night. As Ethan Kursk made a little bit of a name for himself in this opener. He scored on a three-yard run to start it. Then, and then he had another three-yard run in the second quarter. Jacob McCosco ran a pump back 51 yards. Sam Miller, the new quarterback, had an HR keeper in the second quarter. Then. And then Kirsch actually scored a third rushing touchdown from five yards out to end the half. 37-0, Peters cruising, no problem. North Hills taking on Mars. It was an identical 37-0 score. And as you would guess, the game kind of played out the way, too, is North Hills just absolutely dominated Mars. As Mars had no answer, is Robert Dickinson, one of the more dynamic guys in the Whippy if there's ever any doubt, he erased that. As he ran a pump back 49 yards for a touchdown that made a 14-0. He had a couple of nice catches, a couple of nice, run, nice runs after the catch. And then in a crazy situation... In in um I believe it was early in the third quarter. Let me just double check that really quick. Yeah, in the third quarter, North Hills had really good field position. They had three straight penalties that put them back into a first down and forty six at their own forty six yard line and turned into a third and twenty nine, which ended up being John Green, who the junior making his first varsity start absolutely balled out, who's also enjoyed an interview at the end of the game. He found Dickerson wide open thirty seven yards for a touchdown. That made it thirty-five nothing. Mars would add a late safety as John Green also had a one-yard keeper late in the half in the first half, and then Liam Tracy ran for one hundred thirty-eight yards, two touchdowns. As North Hills rolls to, to a nice win, and again, I mean Mars again—they're a younger team trying to find pieces and adjust. Of course, Mars really didn't run the ball much, so they're kind of shaking up from what they're used to seeing. North Hills though looked really good to start the season. And we went to making a statement. How about Franklin Regional and Lance Getze's first game as head coach, as well as senior receiver DB Caden Smith? This guy bought out. He threw a 64-yard touchdown pass on a, on a reverse to Aiden Hunnanuk in the first quarter that made a 14-0. And then he ended up picking off three passes on the night, the second of which he ran back 98 yards for a Panther touchdown that made it 34-2-6 early in the third quarter. He's just a guy that just, I mean, again, just, I mean, of course, he's the league receiver, so he he was making plays all night. So, big performance for him. As Zach Bruce also has to kick return for the Panthers, and and, and, act, and actually, Aiden Hoodick ran a kickoff back um, in, in the fourth quarter as well. So, Franklin Regional flat-out dominated Plum 41-12. to and again, I mean, it's a situation where Franklin Regional has a lot of new guys trying to mesh with the veterans, all seeing new coach trying to get started. Um, sorry for that. But they're trying to do all these things. And again, Plum, coming off a really good year last year, they have a lot to replace with. You know, they're still building something solid. A lot of people are high on them. I think a huge statement by Franklin Regional to come out and play like that and get the win. And then the good old rivalry, Penn Trafford taking on Norwin. And with Carter Green... New quarterback for the Warriors. Wasting no time making a splash. As early in the first quarter, he goes 99 yards on a keeper to the house, giving them an early 7-0 lead. 
Ian Demery added a 16-yard run, where Luke Lewandowski threw a touchdown pass to get Norman on the board in the second quarter, but back came Penn Trafford as Carter Green keeps it for a four-yard touchdown in a 21-7. And then Carter Green scored again on a 51-yard keeper. Lewandowski hit Don Barker 65 yards for a touchdown. And then in the fourth quarter, though, it sealed Katie Akamelli three yards out. Penn Trafford wins really not much trouble, 35-14. to And then Kiske hosted Butler. And Kiske, they just won the physical battle. They just grounded it out and eventually put the game away. Logan Johnson scored on a five-yard run in the second quarter. And that was the only point of the first half. And Kiske doubled its lead late in the third on Brock Wilkins' one-yard plunge. Made a 14-zip. And Butler just couldn't finish drives. Kiske would put it away when Johnson hit Matthew Hildy, who took 49 yards of the house in the fourth quarter. As Butler did score at Cooper Baxter's 11-yard run, but Kiske wins 21-7. Gateway went out a couple hours away to play Delaware Valley. It was it was a hard-fought game. Gateway had to basically grudge through a 48-minute fight, but Gateway gets the win 26-10. There really wasn't much reported about that one. Latrobe and Derry. Latrobe with a statement, 61-0. It was 49-0 at the half. As Bobby Fetter, he started with a 50-yard run. He would later throw a 46-yard touchdown to Corey Borior, Borio, excuse me, and then and then he would add a 50-yard touchdown to Kyle Brewer. Um, before later in the half, as then Brewer earlier scored on a four-yard run and had a 72-yard power turn touchdown, and then Drake Clayton did the big plays with a 79-yard scoring run. Latrobe cruises, and, they, and the captain's off when it was backup time in the fourth quarter. They had a little pick six action. So his Feder finished with 142 yards in the air. Drake Clayton ran for 122, and that was pretty much that for that game. And then Upper Saint Clair GCC USC cruises 38 to zero. I mean, 5A power versus a team trying to make their way back to being competitive in Class 1A. You know, you expect a mismatch, and it was. It was 21-0 after the first quarter. As Ivory Travers recovered an early fumble in the end zone for a Panther touchdown. J.B. Brown had an 8-yard run. Then Brady Erdos making his debut as a starter. Hit Mateo Sapulu for a 15-yard touchdown in the first quarter. Then Erdos found Aiden Besselman, 37 yards for a score before the half. Then Ethan Heaster scored on a 4-yard run. USC, a nice strong showing in a game that they were when, you know, supposed to do that in. Safed took it to Montour 35-7 as Landon Lutz, a nice debut for him for the Lions. As, let's see, as he threw for 135 yards, including a 14-yard a touchdown pass to Connor Hakarik. And if I mispronounce anything, I apologize. But that was his highlight. There's as Lutz also had an eight-yard run early in the fourth quarter to seal the victory. As Nate Deans made a splash early on as he scored on a three-yard run and they ran a punt back 52 yards, helped the Lions jump out to a big 21-7 lead. They went easily 35-7. And then Shaler and Newcastle. There wasn't much info about this game reported. Is Newcastle they had a couple guys out with injuries, including Mike Wells. Shaler took advantage and played hard. Josh Miller company roll. They win 37-20. So a positive start for them this year. It was a tough conference. Newcastle, of course, they were banged up. You got to temper it there before you start freaking out. And then we go Blackhawks taking on Beaver Falls. The defending Whippeal champs. Again, a lot. I mean, I mean, they got veterans, some new faces. And they're, and, they're, and, they went from, and they're trying to transition from a power run game to spring it out more. Not the start they wanted. Because, I mean, Trey Singleton scored on 18 run to start it. But then back came Blackhawk. Carson Davidson to Carson Heckathorn, 73 yards, catcher under the house, tied it up. 
And then later in the first quarter, Davidson found Hayden Davis 12 yards and made 14-7. And the second quarter was all Blackhawk. As Devin Thomas drilled a 23-yard field goal, Grand West singer Davidson each had short runs, quickly became 31-7. As Singleton in the third quarter broke free for a 31-yard scoring run. And then in the fourth, Jaron Brickner on a QB keeper made it 31-20. But anyway, there just wasn't enough time. Blackhawk did the damage early on. But Beaver Falls closed the gaps in the second half defensively with Blackhawk with a nice 31-20 victory for them. McKeesport blew out Baldwin 48-7. It was 34-7 at the half. As Bobby Boyd started things with an 85-yard touchdown run. And then Caleb Rice, kind of the leader this year, got it going with a 23-yard touchdown pass to Dennis Jackson. Jamil Perryman ran a pump back 61 yards. And then Boyd again, 55 yards to the house in the second quarter. And then Keyshawn Humphrey scored on a six-yard run to close the first half. Then in the third quarter, Boyd scored for a third time on a 37-yard sprint. And then Dennis Jackson ran a punt back 68 yards for the Tigers. His Bowen's only touchdown came in the second quarter when Amara Sheriff hit Devontae Jones for a 57-yard catch and run. But it's all McKeesport, 48-7. As Boyd finished with 100, I'm sorry, as Bobby Boyd finished with 187 yards in this one. And again, a very stout performance. You know, from a key sport, something people tend to overlook. I wouldn't. Hampton routes Valley 41-0 in this game. It's kind of, it was, I mean, it was just a team effort of this one. Because Matt DiMatteo scored on a 15-yard run. Joey Mayer threw a touchdown pass to Mike Winthrop. You know, late in the third quarter. Christian Lombardo, Jake Premick each had short touchdown runs. But then it was Brock Borgo scoring first on 58-yard scamper. Hampton cruises. And some other games, Highlands routes University Prep 27-0 as Luke Bumbalski ran for touchdowns of 5, 6, 8, and 6 yards. Our Gallatin shuts out York 40-0. Beaver shut out Quaker Valley 33-0 as wide ringer for the Bobcats runs for 225 yards and 2 scores. As well as the Bobcat defense had 2 interceptions and only gave up 81 yards of offense. So nice starts for some of these teams here. The defending Whitbuell and State 3A champs Central Valley go to Saxonburg and they route knock 62-0 in this one. As a 49-point first half really just kind of set the tone as Matt Mara taking his debut at quarterback as he threw two touchdown passes, 16 yards to, to, to Denario Simpson and 69 yards with Donovan Jones. He also had a 21-yard keeper, Merritt did, and then Landon Alexander scored on runs of 13-32 yards with Bradford Simmons. Had a 72-yard touchdown and had a 17-yarder. The Warriors, no issues at all to start off their title defense there. Another team with high hopes in 3A that's trying to get over a playoff hurdle. Had no issues is North Cali Grouts, Hopewell, 62-0. As the Trojan defense absolutely dominated, the offense ran for 303 yards. Jack Funnel scored three touchdowns, two of which were on punt returns as North Catholic Absolutely no issues in that game there. And then Ronnie Gallagher's junior with Laurel Hines start off with a neighborhood victory over Connellsville, 44-14. As Gallagher he started things 20-point first quarter with a 17-yard tutty pass to Keandre to Shields. Then Gallagher scored on a 50-yard keeper and then a 1-yard plunge. Second quarter, C.J. Soltis scored on a 3-yard and make it a 30 to nothing at the half. And then in the and then in the, and then in the third quarter, Gallagher the shield took up again on an 11-yard touchdown, made a 37-zip. Fourth quarter, 
it was kind of backup time as that's when the points scored 44-14 Mustangs. They have absolutely no issues in that game. And then Gallagher also had two interceptions on defense. So Ronnie Gallagher's stat line, he was 9-13 for 111 yards, ran for 101 yards, totaled four touchdowns, two in the air, two on the ground. He also intercepted two passes. So, so again, a big start for him and Laurel Highlands to kick off junior year. As another talented junior that kicked off his year with a bang was Armstrong quarterback Caden Olsen as the Riverhawks routed Freeport 48-14. to As Olsen threw for 267 yards and three touchdowns, and Armstrong put up 34 points in the second quarter. Noah Shuttleworth, five grabs for 162 yards in this game. As, of course, Freeport was a little bit shorthanded in this game, but no excuses. Armstrong absolutely put on a show. As the second quarter, saw 48 points, 34 in the by Riverhawks. Like I said, as Alex Patton scored on a six-yard run, Ben Lane ran the instant kickoff back 94 yards to tie the game up. But then it was all. But then, and then again, they traded as Jackson Christman had a three-yard run for the Riverhawks. Garrett King hit Jackson Rise for a 24-yard score. But then it was all Armstrong. As Olsen threw out three touchdowns, 16 yards each to Connor Singola and Daz Dozic Zablonki. In between was a 50-yarder to Shuttleworth. And then second half, Patton scored on a seven-yard run in the third quarter and then iced the game with a 19-yard run in the fourth. Riverhawks. 48-14, and a good start again, like for Olsen. And again, Armstrong had some questions with skill position players as well as um, the running game. I know, again, it was week zero. I know, you know, Freeport had some guys out with injuries, but, you know, you still have to put the work to get that type of outcome. Then we had an interesting game. Shaw Valley taking on West Mifflin. Of course, Shore Valley Carberry was surprised last year. They're looking to stay. They're, they won more in 2021. West Mifflin, of course, was ineligible for the postseason a year ago, and they just had a rough season overall. They're hoping that a young team that got the experience can come back this year with a vengeance. Well, second quarter, it took the week out points. As eight minutes to go, Anthony Mackey on a four-yard keeper gave the Colts a 7-0 lead. And then right at the end of the half, Patrick Mulligan won on one-yard plunge and doubled it to 14-0. But then West Mifflin started the second half, 16 plays, 80 yards, took off 9 minutes, 45 seconds. And quarterback Tayshaun McMillan scored on a 14 yard keeper that came on a fourth down play that cut the lead in half. As earlier in the drive, McMillan had a 16 yard completion that, that again came on a fourth down to keep it alive. And then, and then again, West Mifflin's defense did what they had to do. The offense went on another march, and with 3.44 to go, McMillan on a four yard keeper tied the game at 14. As a 63-yard run by Tyra Ogatree set it up. But then back came Shore Valley, waking up. As it took about 80 seconds for them to regain the lead. As Anthony Mackey, though, on the next drive, as he would have he would have a 47-yard scramble that would set up the go-ahead 10-yard touchdown with 2.24 left. They made it 21-14. West Mifflin's last chance came up short. Colts hold on 21-14 the final there. As Mackey led the Colts with 180 yards rushing. As as Ogletree was the leading rush of the game with 135 yards. Keystone Oaks beats Brentwood 21-0. As Tyler Perry, Kevin Drew each ran for short touchdowns in the first quarter. And then new quarterback Nick Buckley found Owen Miff for 25 yards for a touchdown in the third. That'd be for the scoring there. Um, just kind of looking at the next on my notes here. And then Averworth, they take it to Summit Academy 49-14. Of course, Summit Academy... 
they took 2020 off. And this is the way the schools at Summit Academy, and they basically, it's hard for them to retain starters or experienced players year in, year out. So they literally have a whole new team. So, you know, it, is, it just is what it is. Antelopes took advantage. 43 points in the first quarter. Ian Sinem scored on a 20-yard run. He added runs of 14 and one yards to the house. Um, they had a fumble recovery for its score. Nate Harper found Payne Faulkner for a three-yard touchdown. They had a safety. Luke Hilliard scored on a 40-yard run. You get the drift of it. Antelopes is expected had no trouble. And again, an experienced team starting strong. Mount Pleasant knocked out Burrow 40-7 to in this game. A 27-point second quarter made it 34-0 at the half. As Tyler Reese, the new quarterback, scored on 25-yard keeper. Aaron Alaska had an 18-yard run. But then Robbie Labuda, it was his night to score. So he scored on runs of 20, 46, and 6 yards. Reese had another 6-yard touchdown run. And it was actually 40 to nothing before a fourth-quarter touchdown run by Caden DiCaprio put Burrow on the board. Southmore and McGuffey. Used to be conference rivals, not at the moment, just because Southmoreland is in 3A, McGuffey sits in 2A, well, and the Scotties, I mean, this, and the Highlanders, they're very common of this year's team, especially what they were able to do last year, Southmoreland trying to get back to the playoffs, well, the Scotties look good about, because early on, Travon Lee got a go with the 9-yard touchdown to Isaac Trout, Anthony Govern scored on a seven-yard keeper that made a 13-0. And then in the second quarter, they traded scores as as, as Trout had a 55-yard run and then took a Govern past 30 yards of the house. In between, as before the throw, Jeremiah Johnson scored a nine-yard run from McGuffey, and then Ethan Dietrich had a 50-yard pick six right before the half. That made things 27-14. But he didn't manage his third quarter, all South and Govern. Who governed scored on two short runs that put the game out of reach. And then fourth quarter, teams traded touchdowns, including a governed 15 yard pass to Travell Clayton as South Marlin cruises 47 22. And then Ambridge, in the debut of Sherman McBride, a coach, comes up short to Wheeling Central Catholic 36 14. But, but, Cedric Seymour, 53 yard touchdown in the second quarter, made the game 8 6. It stayed that way. Until Wheeling put up 28 points in the fourth quarter, as a one-yard run by Riley Watkins for WCC made the game 16 to six, and then a Bridger fumble deep in the road end was returned for a touchdown that made it 22-6. Deshaun Harmon had a 34 a touchdown catch from Devin Ivory that made things 22 to 14. So Ambridge was in this ball game until WCC had a couple of late touchdowns. So even when they lost, a lot better showing for the Bridges compared to what we're used to seeing. So hopefully it's a start of positive things for them in all seriousness. Elizabeth Ford be wrangled 12 to 0 as Devontae Bradfield had a 9-yard run in the second quarter and had a 49-yard touchdown run in the third quarter, but the Ringled Rams trying to again turn their program back around. I think a very impressive showing against one of the top teams in Class 3A. And then East A against Jeanette. Of course, Jeanette, a lot's made about them losing nine starters to transfers after winning the Whippeal title a year ago and making it to Hershey. East A, a program that's become a consistent playoff team, trying to take that next step. They have some talent back. They didn't waste time. Wildcats 40-0, to 21 answer in the second quarter, put the game out of reach. Now, Wash High beats Vanessa 42-7. As a 21-0 first quarter did the job, as Tayshawn Levy scored on a 37-yard run to start things. He would later have a 10-yard touchdown catch. 
And then Devon Fuse, the junior quarterback, we're excited about him at CTAs. He went off a four-yard keeper and then a 41-yard punter in the first quarter. He then hit, then he threw the touchdown pass to Levy, and he would find Tavari Vereen for a 10-yard score later in the third quarter, 42-7, Prexy's roll. Ligonier Valley brings back pretty much their entire team. Year number two in the Whippeal for them. Starts off good beating Indiana 20-14, and this Indiana team is not a joke. As Hayden Siraki hit Miles Higgins for a 19-yard touchdown in this first quarter, and Siaki would scoop a fumble up, run it back for a Ram touchdown in the second quarter, and they had 14-0. That would be until the fourth quarter when teams traded touchdowns, but Nick Bytel, 12-yard run, ended up being the difference as Indiana's two big horses, Harrington and Flynn, each scored, but it wasn't enough. Ligonier Valley wins 20-14. Southside taking on Freedom, a matchup of two-way neighborhood rivals, just different conferences. And while Carter Slolinski, the new Freedom quarterback, scored on a six-yard run. Southside, the triple option came back, second quarter. Parker Stadler scored on runs of 9 and 24 yards. They make it 13-7 and stay the way to the third quarter when Donnie Judikino scored on a 9-yard run. The extra point was blocked, making it keep it a 19-7. Fourth quarter, Damian Grenland scored from one yard for freedom, making it a five-point game. But Southside's defense holds. They win 19-14. Shaw Houston beats Fort Cherry 27-6. A 20-point fourth quarter blew the game open for the Bucks, And actually, they scored 27 unanswered as they just had solid drive after drive after drive. As a 54-yard pick six, though, that was the one that... um. Ice the victory for them. And there's a quick little stat pile as my notes got a little sloppy. I apologize. And Southside's win. Statler led the Rams with 98 yards rushing. Well, Freedom had three interceptions that kind of limited them in this one. And then Shar Houston, a 54 yard pick six, Fielder's 27 6 victory. As Quest Fort, as Fort Cherry was out gained 276 to 122, they also committed four turnovers. So that all those things obviously not gonna win you games at all. So that's what happened there. And then Laurel, high, a lot of things are expected this year, and um, yeah, they wasted no time, kind of putting it into paper as they beat Northeast fifty-six to six. As Laurel had four hundred twenty-seven yards of offense, three forty-five in their running attack. As Luke McCoy ran for one hundred fifty-five yards, scored three touchdowns. He only touched it five times. Well, then Kobe DeRosa added 108 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for the Spartans. As he also threw a 15-yard touchdown pass to Michael Pascarello early. And actually, he went back to Pascarello, 46 yards for a score. See, so those two hooking up twice was 49 nothing at the half. So a very strong showing for the Spartans. Shadyside beats Riverview 38-12. As Isaiah Greer oh, took the opening kickback 75 yards to the house. He later scored a 45-yard run in the second quarter. And then third quarter, Nate Ewell ended a Riverview drive by screwing up a fumble, going 62 yards at the house. And the new quarterback for the Bulldogs, Max Wickland, scored on a six-yard run. That made things 24-6. Um, Dean Cicero scored for Riverview. That made it 24-6 going in the fourth quarter. But it didn't matter as Joey Bellinoni had a five-yard run. Tajir Clayton had a 47-yard pick six. Shadyside wins 38-12. Mapletown and Avello, these are Tri-County South rivals. But the Week 0 games and is is not counted as conference play. So these two will play again later in the season, but they play to start things off. And Mapletown, good start for them, 42-8. to Of course, the Maples trying to make it to the playoffs for the first time in a while. Avello trying to make it back, as well as stay in the top half of the conference. As for Mapletown, A.J. Vanana 
had touchdowns of 17 and 6 yards. And then after that, Landon Stevenson, the Maple Star, had an 8-yard run. And then Vin- Max Vinana found Brody Owens toys for a score that made things 20-0 at the half. And in the third quarter, Stevenson scored again from 13 yards out. Vinano went back to Evans for a 25-yard touchdown. That put it out of reach as Avella scored late in the fourth when Cole Jawor- Jaworski found Brandon Samuel 38-yard touchdown. 42-8, Maples with a nice victory to start the year there. Springdale and Deer Lake's old rivalry renewed. Springdale jumped out 14-0 in the first quarter as Logan Dexter had a one-yard run. Legendous kid Ashton Krebs 24 yards for a touchdown. And then in the third, Dexter scored again 20 yards out, made it 20-0. This was Derek Burke, the sophomore quarterback, in his second year starting for Deer Lakes. Threw a pair of 12-yard touchdowns to Ryan Cochran late in the third and in the fourth, but, but the comeback came up short. Springdale holds on for the 20-12 victory as Dexter had 139 yards rushing for the Dynamos who held on to get that victory there. And then an interesting game, Olsh took on Apollo Ridge. Both teams who have high expectations squared off. As B.J. Vaughn, 52-yard pick six early, gave the Chargers a 7-0 lead. And then Nemea Azine found Deron Greer, 52 yards for the touchdown in the second quarter. And then Stephen Greer to 3-yard run that quickly made things 21-0. But Apollo Ridge came back and... As some, some veterans who are now taking on larger roles, some new guys in places for the Vikings trying to make it work. Nick Kersey had a 10-yard run before the half, and then Carter Schrock had an 18-yard run to start the second half that quickly made it 21-14. But then Azeem scored on a two-yard keeper early in the fourth. Landon Harmon came back with a one-yard plunge. They went for two and got it, but they couldn't get the ball back. And Olsh holds on 28-22, the final there. As Azeem throws for 171 yards for Olsh. And then in defeat, though, for Apollo Ridge, as a, as a little stat grab, as Carter Schrock, the new quarterback for them, throws for 146 yards, ran for 118. So, and then we have a streak snapped, as Northgate defeated Carleton 22-6, ending the Flames' 32-game losing streak, so congrats to them, big wins for Northgate right there. And I actually found some stats about the Gateway Gators. As Brad Birch in his Gateway debut threw for 274 yards and three touchdowns. Brett Birch had five grabs for 115 yards and a toddy. As that, is that how that game went? So my apologies for not having that earlier, but that's that was a couple stats I found from the Gateway win. Not much is about that game. And then another game that much, West Green loses to Cameron, West Virginia, 26-20. It's kind of like a yearly rivalry they play right on that West Virginia borderline. They did that. Um, Union beat Mohawk 41-20. to It's 35-14 at the half, as Union had really no issues there. To Cruz. And then Leechburg over Jeff Morgan, 69-16. to As Braylon Lovelace for the, for the Blue Devils runs for 216 yards. As Tommy Burke in his Leechburg debut threw for 111, of course. His Lovelace ran for four touchdowns. Leechburg had 63 points by the intermission. Absolutely crazy. And then touch about another stat. And then back to the Maples victory real quick. As Mapleton ran for 220 yards. Landon Stevenson had 159 of those yards. Just to kind of clarify. Because again, he's a really special player that needs an eyes on for Mapletown. And then, and then we got two more games to talk about. Carmichael's beats Waynesburg in a shootout. 54-33 as 
Waynesburg actually held a 27-26 halftime lead, only for the Mikes to come out 21 unanswered points in the third quarter, and then and actually made 20. And actually, actually they had a run of of uh, 34 unanswered points that basically took the game over. As Trent and Carter in this one threw for 114 yards and four touchdowns. He also ran for two scores as the Mikes ran for 257 as a team. And they were able to come back and get what was a big victory there. Um, and just looking at just looking at things here. So at the end of the first half, Carter hit Michael Stewart for a 31 yard touchdown. In the third quarter, Carter the Stewart for a 31 yard score. Schooley ran for Peyton Schooley in runs of seven and 21 yards for a touchdown. Carter added his fifth a five yard run in the fourth to ice it. Carmichael's 54, 33 rallies to get that. And actually, I, I lied a tiny bit. We actually have a couple more games we need to quickly go over. As Bishop Camden beat Frazier 21-0. As a 56-yard pick-six highlighted the scoring, they never looked back. Sarah Calic has championship robust expectations. They beat South A 24-0. As Terrell Booth has 74-yard touchdown to start the game. And then he also had a 40-yard receiving score in the second quarter. Javon Campbell-Holt had a 28-yard catch in the third. That'd be pretty easy there. And then, um, and then we had at the Wolverina, Starhawks defeating Bishop Sycamore of Ohio 19 to 7. As, of course, Starhawks couldn't run the ball, but it's all about the air game, and they did so as Austin Jones threw for 121 yards, as two touchdowns went to Josh Jenkins for 29 yards in total. Jamon Green Miller led with 77 yards of five catches. As Starks overcame an early 7-0 hole. But but the first Jenkins touchdown tied it up at seven. Trey Barron had an 18-yard pick six late in the third quarter that gave the Vikings the lead. And then in the fourth quarter, Jenkins hold in a second touchdown. Actually, I apologize. Whoops, I apologize there, actually. Jenkins caught the nine-yard touchdown early in the third quarter to give them the lead. And then it would be Trey Barron's pick six that iced the game. As the Starhawks defense was really good, I think that was kind of the highlight of the show here. Starhawks with a nice nineteen to seven victory. And then and then we had some games on Saturday. Of course, at the Wolverine we had triple header as Saint Vincent Palotti out of Maryland defeated Brashear thirty three to six. As Brashear actually struck first, Sean Solomon's one yard run. She followed up a really nice catch, made six year. But after that, it was all SVP as Brashear's off just couldn't mount anything. The nightcapper and and also the highlight, Woody Hyde defeated Wayne Valley, New Jersey, twenty to zero. Is um, Deontay Williams absolutely dominating in this game? As as in the fourth quarter, he hit Lewis Cowway on a ninety nine yard catcher on touchdown pass. He also had a strip sack and interception on defense. He dominated. War Brandon Jones started the score with a twenty nine run in the second quarter, and then Eric Sebus had a forty four yard run in the third. Woody Hyde cruises twenty to zero and a very strong start for them. And we actually talked about a couple of these Saturday games earlier. My apologies. Is, um, and then just looking at things. Um, some other games that are on Saturday. Carrick loses to Steubenville Central Catholic in Ohio, 36-6. Of course, Carrick's still independent out of the city. Neshanik beats Shenango, 42-8. As Shenango actually won up 8-0 in the first quarter, and then that was it. As, uh, Lucian DeLillo had a 38-9 on his stick at the Lancers on the board. 
Kurt Summerfield scored on a four-yard run. The Cameron Owens scored on runs of one and 34 yards. Summerfield threw another touchdown pass in the fourth quarter. They rolled 42-8 to eight there. As Cameron Owens ran for 104 yards, Summerfield threw for 113 to lead them to victory. The West Dallas beat the St. South 38-0. As the Bulldogs trying to 3P in the city and do more. Keyshawn Marcello, he threw three touchdown passes and added a fourth on the ground. As Malik Harris caught two of the touchdowns. So they had no trouble there. And then maybe the game of the day. Got overlooked also the game of the day. New Bryant and B. Western Beaver in overtime 27-20. As second quarter teams traded touchdowns. As Keondra Williams scored on a 15-yard run for New Brighton, which which came after Xander Lefebvre hit Dorian McGee for a 58-yard score. He found his he found that great for two-win conversion, so it was actually eight to seven, eight to six. I'm sorry, Golden Beavers. Before Lefebvre scored on a 36-yard keeper that made it 14-6, but then Noah Stefan pounced in for three yards out for New Brighton. Kevin Williams punched in the two-win conversion, tying the game at 14. It stayed that way. For a little bit in the third quarter, New Bryant looked to be punched going in for a score, but they fumble. Dorian McGee scoops it up 97 yards to the house, giving Western Beaver a 20-14 lead after a failed conversion. New Bryant had to wait till the fourth quarter till they answered. As Western Beaver took the lead with a minute and three to go in the third. But then fourth quarter early on, a minute and a half into the period, they go down the field, Gabe Haddock's hit Eric Montanez, who goes 37 yards of the house. The conversion failed to be tied at 20 at that point. And then neither side did anything for the remaining 10 and a half minutes of regulation. We go to overtime. Western Beaver got the ball first. They go four and out as the Lions get a stop on fourth down to take over. All they needed was three, but they got more. Is on third down. Kevin Williams goes in for the winning touchdown. On what would be a one-yard plunge, walk it off. New Bryan wins their time, 27-20. A little bit of the dramatics on the opening weekend there. And then and Deontay Williams threw for 105 for Woody High. Look at that. Air Seables are for 116 for them. Um, and then in the win for New Bryan, Haddock's threw for 204 yards. But... The game of the day that was highlighted at the Wolverine in the middle one, Harrisburg and Pirates and squared off. Of course, the Rams' first game in the post-Casper era. Steve Campos is overhead coach. Cole Boyd, a senior, had to wait his turn for got going. And, well, him and Andrew Millis, they found it early on. They connected for touchdown passes of 3 and 32 yards, giving the Rams a 14-0 lead. But then Harrisburg, they got it going. As Sean Lee fought Kyle Williams for a 38-yard score and made it 14-6 at the half. And the third quarter opened up, and Williams had a 30-yard run. And then Williams, in the early in the fourth, took a lead past 32 yards for another score. And all of a sudden, it would be 18-14 to 14 Harrisburg. But Pirates, of course, they're not going to go away. As they went, as they as Boyd and them got something going. And with 8.44 to go, Gokies gets his third touchdown to the game on a 27-yard and made it 21-18. But then Harrisburg came back quickly as... Kickoff followed by a personal foul, and all of a sudden Harrisburg had the ball midfield, and the Cougars go down the field eight plays, seven of them on the ground as they ran for 151 yards in the second half. As they just wore out Pirates and they have physical them a little bit, and and then their freshman Sean Lee keeps it seven yards for the touchdown with 4:57 to play. 
Another field as X, they would finally get a conversion to go, make it a 26-21. Boyd led Pirates Lynn all the way down to the Harrisburg 38-yard line, but on 4th and 8, he hit Brooks Eastburn, who got stopped two yards shy of the sticks. That would be it, and Harrisburg holds off Pirates Lynn 26-21, the final there. As looking at this game, Alex, um, as Cole Boyd threw for 220 yards but he got, and a couple touchdowns, but he got picked off a couple times too. Well, Alex Gokies, what a start. Seven grabs, 124 yards, and three touchdowns on the defeat for the Rams. So that's right. I've been looking at some stat leaders, some guys that I might have missed going through this. Um, you had Kyle Brookman run for 122 to Lee McGuffey. Luke Bombalski led Highlands with 133 on the ground. Um, Passing-wise, Tesca led the Whip Yule, throwing for 319 yards. Only went 14-40, but still. Davidson threw for 198 for Blackhawk. Mike Evans, 175 for Kane and Mack. Jaron Brickner threw 164 for Beaver Falls. Derek Brick, 136 for Deer Lakes. Um, Receiving-wise, Cody Roperecht. Dayon Pinkett, Nick Kersey, Quinn Kenny, and Gokies for PR all had seven catches. As yardage-wise, Pinkett had 151 from Montour, Rubric 197, and a couple touchdowns for Greensburg-Salem. The other two were under 100. I'm just kind of looking at something that might stick out. I mean, that was really kind of the only one that stuck out. Tristan cleared four for 82 for Freedom. Lamont Payne a four for just 17 for Shore Valley, so... And then Matthew Hildy had the touchdown that would go with 70 runs and four catches for Kiski. So that's pretty much the wrap. So that is up to week zero, guys. Is again, this is gonna be a new format this year. We're gonna re- redo. Well, I'm sorry, we're gonna recap all the games, stats, everything on a podcast. So it's all here, guys. As we'll also have featurettes on Twitter and Instagram with players of the week that we'll do a little questionnaire and a spotlight for and talk about as he's going on. So bear with us. We're trying new things out, but we think it's gonna be a funner way to kind of listen and talk about it. So, with that being said, thank you guys. Stay tuned, of course, our 2021 season guide set to release this Wednesday or Thursday. And we're going to have something special for y'all, as we're going to have a little podcast edition breaking down each classification in the Whippeal in the city. It's going to be released in the next couple of days, too, leading up to week one this Friday night. So, stay tuned, as of course, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and, of course, our website, which is cover3athletics.wixsite.com slash westpa, and it's cover the number three athletics in the address bar. So thank you, guys, and we'll see you soon.